Welcome one and all to episode 25 of the Scum and Villainy podcast, a weekly Star Wars podcast where we break down the latest and greatest in Star Wars news. I am your host, Garrett McDowell, and in my co-pilot seat on this late night version of Scum and Villainy, Mr. Noah to George. We are, we are uh, bringing a late night version. We're on the, we're on the waves uh, past past uh, everyone else's bedtime and we're we're doing the late night show so who knows it could get rowdy in here i know i've got i've got my drink i know you've got your drink yeah uh, i i think it's funny we both like we didn't even tell each other that this was no we <laughs> didn't happen. but we both we're have, just like we're both gonna have a drink aren't we, we? both yeah, have non-pg-13 sure. rated <laughs> drinks uh for this episode tonight so cheers the, to that the only thing we're the only thing we're missing is like a arsenio hall like style band you yes. know where we walk in and they're like bam I don't know anybody that I can grab off the street that plays uh, trumpet (laughs) or drums or anything. Uh, Well, thankfully, here in Los Angeles, there's always someone on some street corner playing some kind of (laughs) instrument, so I can just grab them and throw them into my car. I'm sure no one uh, will notice. It'll just be completely cool. Kidnapping uh, is is uh, is is totally acceptable nowadays. Sounds like an LA thing. Just that's just how it is. Oh, you know these LA things. An Indiana black boy like you just wouldn't get it. I city folk, city wouldn't folk get just, it. <laughs> city folk just do just, get just it. <laughs> we actually have a lot to discuss today, so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we're going to first do a preview on Disney Plus Day, which is happening next week. Uh, Star Wars Visions and the Academy Awards. Will they be uh, one and the same? Will we finally see Star Wars Visions uh, represented? Uh, holding that big old, big old uh, golden boy there. I, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? We'll discuss that for sure. Uh, we've also got some big news this week. Uh, an, an in-depth trailer discussion on the book of Boba Fett. Noah, so much to discuss. So, so many little things. time. Well, yeah, but so speaking of time. times, I heard times. I heard that you could jump around to the time codes in that description. Absolutely. You beat me to it. Yeah. If you want to uh, jump to the Boba Fett discussion, the book of Boba Fett discussion, go ahead and do so. Uh, But if you want to join us on this little ride here, uh, you can do that as well. Um, Before we get started, Noah, I wanted to talk to you about something. Um, Mm -hmm, I I was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, scrolling through the, through the TikTok as one does. And I found this, this uh, video of this, this gentleman explaining this website that one could use in order to uh, just kind of kill time. And it's this online Uh emulator that has like tons of retro video games on there. And uh, earlier today when we thought we were going to record, I was using that emulator and I had connected my PlayStation controller to my laptop and I was playing a super star Wars, the empire strikes back version. It's a game I like played a little bit as a kid and it's still still without a doubt one of the hardest games of all time <laughs> it is absolutely impossible uh i don't know how anyone has completed that game but i would, have you, I would have love you, uh, to ventured in i i haven't i would love to take a crack at it um you'll have to shoot me that that link for that website well there's a bunch of stuff on there like rogue squadrons and a bunch of game boy and ds games a bunch of stuff like mm-hmm. that not really any like playstation or xbox or, or anything i remember but i also I, yeah uh, I bought or not bought. I borrowed. Um, I remember borrowing a game, a Game Boy game, um, like a Star Wars Game Boy game. I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Well, I've got those on there too. I was playing this like uh, Attack of the Clones Game Boy Advanced game, and it just handles like absolute garbage. That might have been That really might have been it because <laughs> I had a Game Boy Advance SP. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. As as did I. I played it for like this game for maybe five minutes, and I was like, "Oh, this! I'm so much. I'm so glad that video game wise, we're in a much better space. We're, than we've we were moved along back from in that. Like yes, 2002, where that game probably came out before the movie did, mm-hmm. no doubt. 
and you could probably just see the entire movie on your little Game Boy screen as a as a George Lucas intended. <laughs> just as just as the maker intended. Well, speaking of the maker, Noah, the old mouse house themselves. Um, we've got a big event next Friday, November twelfth. It's going to be Disney Plus Day. Uh, we're going to get some maybe some rumored projects, uh, some some little tidbits, some little some little snack pieces. You know, some little fun size snack. Little, something little to chew boys. on. Something to chew some, on. Something to sink your teeth into, get a get a good bite of. Um, we got a lot of things that could happen, that could be discussed, could be uh, uh, could get get those little pe- uh, peaks that we're talking about yeah. here. Um, first of which I wanted to, to discuss here. We can kind of go uh, this, this you know series by series, movie mm-hmm. by movie, whatever, um, whatever uh, could appear on Disney Plus. Um, and the people over at Star Wars Newsnet are who I'm using uh, for a lot of what we're discussing here because they've got the inside scoop. Uh, we're a smaller podcast here. Don't got the scoops yet. No scoops um, yet, but we'll get them. No scoops. Uh, yeah, we're scoopless. Uh, but Star Wars Newsnet over there, they've got all the details about what we may or may not see. Um, and they're reporting, Noah, that they heard that the first teaser trailer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will debut. Uh, this seems to check out as filming wrapped a few months ago. Um, and I personally think that if you want people to describe the Disney Plus, you're going to do so with one Mr. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Noah, do you think that we are going to see the Obi-Wan trailer or do you even want to see the Obi-Wan trailer? Do you want to save it for a little bit more of a, a rainier day, some might, uh, one might say? I can, I can really clearly uh, envision something super small, just like the tiniest shot of uh, Mr. Kenobi's sandals as he's walking the deserts of Tatooine uh, and shot then you, on like a Game Boy Advance SP yeah the tiniest exactly. little <laughs> uh, and then you Just see like really zoom in yeah right and then you see his face for like a split second and that's it like title card mm. there it is mm. I could see something mm. like that because we for are sure. we are quite a ways out I mean 2022 is one it's around the corner but as far as content goes um, it feels like a long time to wait that's kind of how it goes uh, so I feel like it's a little bit early to be throwing a full teaser, uh, out there, especially just with the teaser of the book of Boba Fett having dropped. And I know right. that there's focus, uh, that, that Disney would like to shift there. Uh, so I don't see something too huge, uh, coming that would draw focus away from the book of Boba Fett because we've also got, um, the under the helmet, uh, special, happening right. uh next next friday as well so yeah I, I i would love to see a little bit of something but i know that anything that we're going to get is going to be really small i bet and that's just going to make me uh even more uh anxious and also upset but my anticipation will still be way 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 up there <laughs> Yeah, I'm right with you. I, I think right now we are in full Boba Fett swing, um, and I think Disney is going to try their darndest to uh, continue that ball rolling, and I think to to uh, distract from that, I don't know uh, logistically if that's the best move for them, because I think that they're wanting to get a lot of people excited for the book of Boba Fett. Um, I know we're going to talk about something uh, here in the future that, you know, the uh, future of the segment, I mean, that we're going to maybe get some more details in the book of Boba Fett, some more footage potentially. And I'm right there with you. I think if we're going to get anything, it's going to be small. I, my personal kind of, uh, you know, assumption here is at minimum, I think we're going to get a release date. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what I'm hoping for because right now we just have 2022. Yeah. It'd be January uh, yeah, for all we know. Well, it better be. 
<laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine uh, New if, Year's Day? If, just bring in the new year with Mr. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh. Could you imagine if, uh, you know, come Friday, November twelfth, they just say, "Hey, this is happening in two months." Like it's happening right now. What, Stop watching what this. Go watch the show. <laughs> but at, on the same speed, what if they just say it's December of next year? Boy, that'd be horrible. Yeah, you know, I think uh, that w- if you know, depending on depending on where they release this, I guess that that tells me a little bit of something about how the production is going. I know they've they've wrapped shooting, but you know, if they decide later down the line that they potentially might need to do some reshoots or something like that, I don't know if they've already done reshoots or you know where they're at in that process. Reshoots aren't always a bad thing; it's mm-hmm. a very normal part of the filmmaking process. So you know, if that does need to happen, I could understand why they need to push it a little bit later. Uh, but thankfully, with the volume, it's not like they have to go out you know, to Tunisia or anything and bring all the cast and crew, they can just go to, you know, go to Burbank or London or wherever the volume is and, you know, just pick up a couple of shots there. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I'm personally really hoping that we get a definitive date, something that we can really start to look forward to and start to gear up for. Mm-hmm. Um, like we are doing with Book of Boba Fett. Now I'm wanting whatever month that comes out. People are kind of speculating it might be spring 2022. I could see that happening. Um, I think maybe a little bit before Star Wars Celebration could be possible. I know that they've got a lot of books coming out of, you know, of uh, regarding Mm Obi-Wan. So it might be fall of 2022. I could also see that happening that, you know, now that we don't really get movies anymore, at least it's going to be a little bit before we get some movies. You're not going to have that, you know, road to The Force Awakens, road to The Last Jedi, you know, that kind of publishing push that we have got with the films i can understand why they would maybe want to do that with obi-wan because like we talked about a few weeks ago got a lot of obi-wan books coming down the uh, the pipe here um the, which we've uh, discussed heavily um but i personally would love uh, if star wars celebration gave us like a really nice full meaty look at that trailer and we were able to get ewan and everybody up there to to uh, to discuss the project because we haven't really gotten that yet you know ewan showed up at star wars celebration you know, or, uh, uh was cel- yeah, not celebration. Um, was that, uh, what was that for? When um, he said, uh, was that like a Disney insider kind of I think something it was, like that? D23 yes. or something like that? Whatever that was. Yes, where he it was is, the D23 know, expo. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, whatever that was, I think it was D23 as well, where he had said, you know, like he is returning. I would love to get that Star Wars celebration kind of push like we have uh, come to expect with the rise of Skywalker and all, you know, all of that. Yet again, I can understand why they'd be a little bit hesitant because the pandemic is still an issue. Who mm-hmm. knows if celebration is going to happen? All of that aside, what I would like to see is maybe a little poster, something like that. We've got the logo confirmed. Getting a really cool poster or a first teaser image, I think, is enough to generate excitement, but not necessarily steer it fully away from the Book of Boba Fett, but just really get us excited and get those subscribers to, you know, pay attention and say like, Ooh, there is a lot of star Wars stuff coming. There's the show that, you know, is coming out for people who maybe are a little bit off the star Wars bandwagon, so to speak, you know, characters like Boba Fett or Obi-Wan coming back, you know, these fan favorite characters, I think uh, really could get a lot of people excited. So I'm excited to see what we get. Um, I'm really starving for any, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi content. Everybody here, so is. I'm, yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a whole episode on, you know, if it's just a, a poster of Obi-Wan's like <laughs> just turned around, you know, <laughs> just like you see like a, like a, the quarter of his face. Yeah. That's, what, that's like, what it's going to be. I can see it in my head. 35 minutes <laughs> on that poster. 
Uh, but Star Wars Newsnet is also reporting that fans uh, should expect a sizzle reel for Andor. Uh, a clip debuted last month, uh, or not last month, last December during the Disney Investor Day uh, webcast meeting uh, shooting for this show also wrapped recently. Um, so, Noah, what do you think we could expect from Andor, if anything? I think we'll definitely get um, more footage. Um, it seems like, especially having already seen um, just a, a little snippet of footage so far, I think... And I've not heard yeah. about, I, I've not heard any, I guess, hiccups in the production like you would normally hear from a series that has a, that's under a, a, a microscope like any of the Star yeah. Wars series are. Um, I've not heard any mm-hmm. hiccups or anything, so I could I could imagine that this series is kind of just it's just going straight on track. And sure. um, I, I do know. I mean, we talked about uh, a little bit before that there's a lot going on in 2022. Um, we've got so much stuff coming on the pipeline that I can imagine that they, if if we're gearing up for what is bound to be the most anticipated uh, Disney Plus live action series um, with Obi-Wan, I can imagine that they're going to want to share that interest and we'll probably get some more footage. Um, if anything, I don't, I don't expect anything less than that, honestly, than just uh, like some more great footage, I think. Yeah, again, with this show, we don't really have a confirmed uh, release date for this. You know, could be the fall, could be the spring, could be the summer. We don't really uh, have like a full idea here of um, what to expect. But I, if I had to, if I was a betting man, Noah, which I'm, I'm honestly really not, I mm-hmm. I don't really have the credits for it, if you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I think that fans should probably prepare for some sort of sizzle reel with, you know, edited throughout some small clips from the movie. Yeah. Like some really, you know, about as long as a GIF will maintain, and then that's about yep. it. Um, I think that's perfect for me. They did the same thing with Rogue One before that trailer came out. Um, they just had a sizzle reel of, you know, the cast members and everybody just running on the beach, doing their thing. Uh, and I think that, you know, it worked enough then to get people excited, and I think it works enough now um, to where just seeing everybody on set, seeing, you know, clips of the action or, you know, seeing everything and be like, Ooh, I wonder what, I wonder what that scene is all about. The costumes, all that kind of stuff. You know, I love, uh, the Scarif troopers. Mm-hmm. If they're back in some fashion, I know that's not the official name of them, but it's what I'm referring to them as if they're back in any capacity at all. I just need to see a little glimpse of that. Again, so if we see a photo of it, probably going to do like 35 minutes <laughs> dedicated to that alone. Um, but I think, uh, fans should really expect a sizzle reel. And I think, um, I think that would be enough to to get fans excited for the show because I know a lot of people, you know, when you've got the book of Boba Fett and you've got Obi Wan, um, you know, coming down the line, Andor can kind of maybe get forgotten a little bit. Um, and I am f- very excited for this film with everybody involved and the kind of the promise of the show. Uh, I'm thrilled to see that uh, you know it's coming along nicely. Um, you know, like as you said, reportedly, and no no hiccups that we know of as of yet. Um, so yeah, seeing a, sh- uh, a sizzle reel, getting some clippets of interviews, hearing the cast and everybody talk about their involvement in this and how excited they are. Uh, I think that that's uh, enough to get fans excited, honestly. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And it's, I'm noticing more and more that it is something that I'm becoming uh, a little bit more interested in. Um, I personally, it was at the near the bottom of my list in terms of anticipation. Um, mm-hmm. but knowing what kind of content we're going to be getting and being able to kind of gather all these things up just to be 
just to be excited for so many things all at once. It's definitely, it's part of that as well. You know, it, it doesn't get lost to me. So hopefully we'll, we'll get more people on board uh, with something special this uh, Disney Plus day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on from there, um, in regards to uh, project announcements, uh, Star Wars Newsnet uh, source uh, their source reports that fans can definitely quote definitely expect a new canon animated series announcement. Um, they didn't specify what, but said that they were told a full ordered animated series will release in 2023, and a possible teaser for the Bad Batch season two is also rumored. So you and I are a big fan of Star Wars animation, have been since we were since a uh, little boy. Yeah, we in were. Our, yeah. Our, just in our little, you know, red wagons, just down the street, just, just sitting in that, just yelling at the neighbors to watch Clone Wars. Yelling at the did, neighbors, right? selling lemonade, and using the money <laughs> to to buy a new TV to watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Absolutely, uh, but yeah, you and I are really big fans of uh, everything that uh, Lucasfilm has to offer in regards to animation. So, are there any series or any, uh, at least any eras that you would like to explore in animation, or do you want to go totally new, totally different, totally unexplored? And what do you think about the the idea of maybe getting a little peek of uh, Star Wars: uh, Bad Batch season two? Well, I'm firstly just over the moon about Bad Batch season two. I love that we are kind of jumping right into it because I would hate for something like the Bad Batch to be kind of put on the back burner. That's a lot yeah. of alliteration there. Um, the Bad <laughs> Batch to be put on the back burner. Uh, you got it. You're a professional. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm only a little buzzed right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, this is episode 25. We're, we're pros at this point. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, but do you know what I mean? That, that it would be really sad that like we put off uh, something that is uh, it's got it's got its niche and um, the people you that and me. people that are yeah <laughs> people that are fans uh, love yes. it and the people that aren't fans are not fans because they don't really know about it so uh, sure. you know kind of providing that for the people that are are anticipating it heavily along with everything else that's that's fun to me I'm glad that we're still keeping interest there um, and that it's not taking too long to to get our our uh, sensations filled with with more bad batch but in terms of uh, a new animated project i honestly can't think of anything that you know that screams to me like oh this would be awesome in animation especially because talks of animation that we've had so recently are just everybody just clawing for a new uh, a rebels series or a rebels sure. reboot or anything related to rebels personally if i had to pick an era um, and, and limit ourselves to the, you know, kind of the boundaries of the Skywalker saga and kind of give or take a, f a few decades. I'd love to see some pre prequels stuff. Um, I think mm -hmm. that would be very fun. I think I've had my fill with uh, sequel trilogy animation. Thank you very much. Kazuda, you, Yuono or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, thank you very yeah, much I to the whole crew of uh, star Wars. See, Resistance. I, I want to like go to bat for star Wars resistance, a show that I feel very lukewarm about, but I can't, I can't even remember <laughs> his last name. So it's like kind of hard to do that. Oh man. I'm sorry, Kaz. Sorry, buddy. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I've got my fill there. Uh, so sequel trilogy stuff, I feel like I don't, I don't need a, a revisit there unless it's something that is so uh, far removed from, from what we have sure. so far. Um, but other than that, honestly, there's nothing that, that I would think of to say like, Ooh, they're doing, they're doing something animated. I know what would be awesome. I know it would be perfect. Cause I, I have no idea. I'll take whatever, you know? 
Yeah, I think if you look at the trajectory of Star Wars animation up to this point, it really does seem to be filling in the gaps of things that we, you know, the 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 big pillars that are the Star Wars films. We have the Clone Wars, which, you know, is is in between Episode 2 and Episode 3, really filling out the Clone Wars. And then in Rebels, you get that period of the transition of the Empire and kind of how all of that happens. You know, and then from the original trilogy on, a lot of those little gaps are filled where you have, you know, both of the Star Wars mainline comics filling in between, you know, Star Wars and Empire and then Empire and Return of the Jedi now in the comics, that seems to be taken care of. So I really feel confident in saying that original trilogy stuff is probably not going to happen. If, if, uh, if it's not like a rebel sequel series, which I also don't think is going to happen because we've got Ahsoka coming down the line here, which I think is primarily going to be taking care of most of that. It would be weird. If not to all have of that. Yeah. Of, yeah. It'd be weird to have those running concurrently, even though that's what I prefer mm-hmm. for animation to take care of it. We've talked about that before as well. Um, and then you have the sequel trilogy or the idea of the sequel trilogy or pre prequels. Um, so, uh, I don't really see Lucasfilm, you know, saying, yeah, let's continue Ray's story and Finn's story and Poe and all of those characters on the small screen, you know, in animated form, even though animated fans are passionate and they're there uh, and the animated stuff is on the whole been very good so far. I've liked most, uh, most of it. I don't really see that happening. I would also much rather see something like that farther down the line, maybe like in 10 years or something like that. So you like, you know, kind of catch up with them then, and then let's fill in the gaps and then we can get an animated series and see Finn growing as a Jedi or, you know, whatever that story is going to be. I'm fine waiting for that. I'm fine to get a little bit removed from the uh, Skywalker saga. With that being said, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with, you know, in regards to pre-prequel stuff, whether that be High Republic stuff, Old Republic stuff. You know, there's some rumors circulated around here that we don't really have time to discuss today. Also, there's not really much to discuss that there might be this, you know, Old Republic style movie or that Mm -hmm. uh, film taking or that trilogy taking place in that era. Who's to say? Um, But I would love to see like a High Republic animated show that would be that would be fantastic. No, because I I will say go for um, what. If we're thinking about Star Wars animation, we've come a long way, uh, certainly, mm-hmm. uh, not only from Tartakovsky's to uh, where let's just let's just say the place that Clone Wars started. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say droids. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we've not come that. a long way since we, droids. Certainly, <laughs> we have come a long way since Star Wars droids. But uh, yeah. from from Tartakovsky on into kind of the beginning of Clone Wars, where um, everybody you know, kind of looked like a wooden puppet. And now we've sure. gotten uh, something so Beautiful, great. Beautiful, cinematic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think, yeah. um, I will say, do you prefer and or do you think that um, that Lucasfilm will be sticking with this style of animation? Do you think it's going to be something more removed or separate or different? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, thankfully, Disney has a good relationship with this other company called Disney Animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, and Lucasfilm Animation is also very robust and they have many, many talented people who um, are there. And even something like Star Wars Rebels is similar to what we see in, in the Bad Batch or not in the Bad Batch, but the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch. Yeah, um, It's a 3D animated style. Uh, same with uh, Resistance to a point. It's just much more highlighter kind of almost almost self-shaded yeah yeah it's 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 different but it's in a similar kind of family there 
Um, and I would say also something like, you know, Marvel's what if is also kind of like a, it's this cell shaded kind of 3d it's, it's, you know, they're definitely willing to try new things. And I think, you know, star Wars visions, I don't expect this new series to be anime. Mm -hmm. Um, it could, that'd be fantastic if they're announcing that this show is just like wild, a continuation of, of one of the, the vision series. I would be, I would be over the moon. Yeah. Uh, don't necessarily see that happening quite yet. Um, I think that if that does happen, it's going to be a little bit further down the line, but I would be completely open to them trying new things with animation and giving this really new definition of what Star Wars animation could be. Cause as much as I love, um, the bad batch and the way that looks, you know, you and I just talked about like every week, it's just like, wow, you know, go back and watch the clone wars animated movie and just like see how far we've come and how far technology has come and you know the budgets of these show it's just it's astounding right Um, you you look at you look at the little baby hut and you want to you want to smash it under your foot you know now i'm like (laughs) man i want to screenshot most of these episodes of the bad batch you can either smash or screenshot there's no in between yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, but I would love to see um, Star Wars animation go in a really new direction and bring in new voices, new exciting voices to uh, to shepherd these shows along. Uh, whether I'm, I'm expecting that, not really a yes, not really a no, um, but am I open to that? Absolutely. Um, I would love to see something like that, especially with something like the High Republic. Give it this really, you know, it's a new era. Give it a new feeling, a new uh, art style decoration. Um, I'm all there for that. Absolutely. Um, Star Wars Newsnet is also reporting that fans should expect a behind-the-scenes sizzle reel uh, for the book of Boba Fett. Um, Like I said, we just got the uh, trailer earlier this week, which we're going to discuss uh, uh, in depth here later on. Uh, Noah, do you want to get a look at the book of Boba Fett, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes sizzle reel, or are you... uh you 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 don't want to get too full on Book of Boba Fett content. Where are you at? Like think, you said, we're getting the, yeah. the little short little documentary coming soon. You don't want to get too full. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that you know what, do whatever you want at this point. I'm so confused on the reception of the trailer right now that it's like mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if other people want it. I'm not sure if I said no, I don't want it, that I would be crucified on social media or if you know, if more people would agree with me, I have no idea. Um, it's just something that I'm, again, we're, we're getting this entire show very soon, uh, mm-hmm. right around the corner. So right around the corner for me, there's no need. Um, at the same time, I think it'd be cool to maybe see a few, uh, more, maybe more diverse things in, in, in a behind the scenes sizzle reel. Um, just because, and obviously we'll talk about it a little bit later, but we're kind of looking at a lot of the same thing. And, uh, and I'm hoping that the show will take more exciting routes than what I have in my head right now, based on just one trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we talked about with Andor, I'm all for like a behind the scenes scissor reel. You get to see the sets, you get to see the people talking about their involvement with the show and what it means to them to do this. Um, I imagine that in that documentary series, the under the helmet that we're getting, we're going to be able to see Tamara Morrison's kind of, you know, evolution with this character, starting with Jango Fett and then, you know, onto the clones and then with, with Boba Fett now being able to see that kind of uh, come full circle, I'm, I'm sure means uh, a lot to him. And then, you know, coming back to the book of Boba Fett and, and seeing all of that, uh, even though he portrayed Boba Fett and the special editions and all that kind of stuff. 
for him to actually put on the armor himself and portray this character, I'm sure it does mean a lot to him. And being able to see this behind the scenes content of the action scenes and everything that goes on to that, I don't know if it's necessarily going to get me more excited for the show, but I could understand how, you know, if they're if they're wanting to get people excited and wanting to get people excited for this show specifically, which, like you said, is right around the corner, I could understand why they want to show something yeah. and mention something. And it would be very odd for Kathleen Kennedy or whoever's going to be doing this just to be like, hey, don't forget about the Book of Boba Fett coming December 25th or 26th or whatever it is. You know, uh, that would be that would be odd. So I could understand why they would want to show something. And they can't really do a trailer because they just did. That to me, the next best thing, show a sizzle reel, sure. which uh, makes a lot of sense to me. We'll just get a we'll just get a lot of uh, Boba Fett behind the scenes things, not only with the that documentary, but some more sizzle reel stuff. So you'll get you'll get lots of looks at uh, Mr. Boba Fett either in front of a blue screen or in front of a uh, volume. So yeah. Whichever you prefer. Feast your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Book of Boba Fett is uh, right around the corner, as you said. Uh, But yeah, we'll be sure to discuss uh, not only Under the Helmet, but this uh, Disney Plus Day spectacular, wonderful teaser goodness buffet that we're going to be getting here. It's going to be a a busy week week for us. Yeah, it's going to be a busy week for us. We're (laughs) probably going to have to record uh, a little bit later so we can uh, Mm -hmm. fully discuss everything. But yeah, going to be a big week for Star Wars fans. Uh, Moving on from there, Star Wars Visions, Noah, might have heard of it. We uh, we talked about a little bit earlier today on this on this show right here. I'm familiar. Uh, Yeah. Disney is submitting uh, Star Wars Visions, uh, but Star Wars Visions, The Village Bride, specifically uh, for the Academy Awards. Uh, the show is among the shortlist for the 84 animated short films submitted for the 94th Academy Awards. Noah, what do you uh, what do you feel about uh, what's your reaction to the news that, you know, out of all the shows in Star Wars Visions that this episode specifically, they seem to be the most confident in that they would submit it for awards contention. Uh, where does that strike you? Where do you uh, where do you feel, where do you land on this? Well, there's something to be said about the the quality of what anime can do. And I think that here um, it's something that especially with this episode, the, Vi- the Village Bride, it's something that speaks specifically to. Um, the serene kind of beauty of of anime kind of juxtaposed with the more serious and kind of intense tone um, that really short stories can take. So I think I understand the choice here. I definitely do. We've talked about it before. Personally, this is, you know, it's definitely not towards the bottom of my list if I'm ranking them, but um, I've got I've got other favorites and it sounds to me at least, like uh, social media also has other favorites. Um, I've talked to a few people that, you know, absolutely wholeheartedly recommend that if you want to start this show, if you're like lukewarm on it, that you start there. Um, I believe it's episode four. Um, Mm -hmm. And just start there and see if you like that, because if you like that, you'll probably like most of it. So that that might also be a good indication. Um, I think it's a fine choice. Again, um, if it was something way out of the park, if they picked something like, you know, Tatooine Rhapsody, then we'd have a conversation on our hands. Uh, but I think I just love the idea that Lucasfilm is like, all right, guys, we need your best work. What do you got? And as much as I like Tatooine Rhapsody for what it is, I just love that they just like slam that on the table. Yeah. And they're like, here you go. <laughs> this is our ticket in. <laughs> so there's that, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is a fine pick. Um 
do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on where it stands in terms of, uh, nominations? So I think that this episode makes sense. Um, even though it's not my favorite and I have others that I prefer more, I think out of my favorites, this one is the one that is the most self-contained, uh, the, the, you know, the Lapinocho, uh, in the, the, the ninth Jedi, uh, all of those leave the door open for future, uh, projects and future series or whatever that Lucasfilm wants to pursue. All of those are very open-ended in that way. So I could understand why they would be a bit hesitant to, you know, uh, offer something that isn't this complete, you know, total you know, totally beginning, middle, end, and that's kind of mm-hmm. it, you know. I could understand why they would be a bit hesitant to do that. Um, as far as the awards, you know, contention and, and what I would want to win, I'm not an expert on this on this subject, um, and usually when the Academy Awards happen, I try my best to seek out these films on Vimeo or YouTube or whatever they're on. Usually the studios try to at least release them online for the kind of for your consideration thing, so they're a bit easier to access. Um, I usually try my best to recap them, but in regards to the, as I said, 84 animated short films here, yeah, I watch the ones that are nominated and maybe I saw the other ones, like if it's like a Pixar short film that plays before the movie, you know, I'm not an expert in this field. Um, with that being said though, I understand that in this category and in some of these smaller categories, like, you know, documentary short subject or, you know, uh, another similar category. These these people that win these Oscars, they're they're not the the A list stars, and they're not the people that are probably going to get a lot of recognition, awards recognition throughout their career. And winning something like this really does mean a lot to them. Um, and not to you know sell short what the you know the studio that works on this, whether it be the anime studio, I, I don't I have the name in front of me here, but uh, whether it be that studio or you know Lucasfilm Animation. I would love to see uh, a studio that isn't as represented uh, represented win something or, or take something home. Mm-hmm. I think that that's you know really important. Um, there's just something about you know Disney winning another animated uh, award here when they win so many. You know, usually Pixar is kind of a shoe in for for best animated film. Right. Um, I I would love to see another studio take this home and another maybe smaller, more independent studio. Again, not to take anything away from them. I think it's just kind of the name of the game with award seasons. I I personally would rather see the the underdogs win a little bit here. As much as I love this and as much as I would love to see Star Wars especially get recognized at the Academy Awards, uh, I think it's maybe uh, maybe opportunity to um, let some other people shine who uh, wouldn't normally. No, I I do think that there's... Um, there's definitely credit to that. I watched, um, it was last year. I watched, um, the, uh, one of the nominations and, uh, one of the, or, and the winner, um, before the actual award ceremony, it was, um, I think, what what was it last year? Um, if anything happens, I love you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the, one of the nominations was the, was a Pixar or a Disney. I think it was a Disney Pixar, short. It was the one about the rabbit. Um, I almost said hop gotcha. there. Uh, it's burrow. It just came to me. It's actually watership down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they brought it back. <laughs> so I, I, I watched those and like, to me, it feels like, um, it feels like having something like an anime studio submitting the village bride, 
um, that feels like a pretty good contender, I think, in terms of my, my again, uh, my very limited knowledge of, you know, what goes into making that decision, um, but being able to compare it to the things that, that do get credit and do get um, the attention there, I think that it stands a chance, uh, at, at least for being nominated, not only just for the appreciation there, but also um, if we're talking about, you know, kind of the quality of contenders that we get those, you know, those Pixar's and those other things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And when I, like, when I say what I said, I, I'm more referring to the fact that it would seem, it seemed odd for me to just, you know, declare that in a category I'm not terribly familiar <laughs> with, this one is the best. It deserves right, yeah. the award. It's fantastic. And everything else is, you know, second place. It seems odd. Like I would love to see what everybody else has to offer. I'm excited that, you know, uh, Lucasfilm and, and Disney feel confident in this. I don't know how many films they are even allowed to submit for animated stuff. I, I really don't know. Um, but I, I love that Star Wars Visions is continuing to get pushed, um, whether that be merchandise like we talked about last week or even awards contention here this week. I'm glad it's not something that's just being continually swept under the rug and that people just kind of want to forget about. I'm glad that it's still here. It's still uh, remaining strong. And I'm glad that the stuff that you know, has resonated with fans is continuing to be, you know, pushed. Uh, that That's really exciting for me. That's one of my bigger yeah. takeaways that, you know, they see something like this and they feel confident in it as something that could potentially win an award and not just something that's like, oh yeah, you've got your anime stuff over here on the corner, but over here in the real animation, we've got the Disney's and the Pixar's and things like that. I'm glad they feel confident enough to submit that, but uh, I'm going to hold judgment on whether or not I think it should win you know, until I see the other nominees. Yeah, no, that <laughs> sounds crazy to say, but I, I want to see what everybody else has. To no, offer. you're right. You're totally right. And that's fair. I think that, um, well, it, it is at, at the very least fun to think that once the Academy Awards, uh, roll around that, you know, the name Star Wars Visions could pop up again and, and kind of catch the eye or ear of, of the people that are interested in that sort of thing, you know? Of course. And if people watch that and they go, oh, they've got like Star Wars anime. Cool. Like oh, it's on Disney Plus. Sweet. I can check it out. And it would just lead more people to the series. And that's also oh, that's a that's a win in and of itself. Yes, that, it that is. would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on from there, Noah, big week uh, in regards to some Star Wars news. The biggest of them all because we got our first very first trailer for the book of Boba Fett, which comes out this December. Noah, before we go into breaking down this trailer, because I wanted to do an in-depth discussion of this, uh, what were mm. your general reactions to uh, this trailer here? Um, I think it could be summed up as a, huh, you know, I think that that's that's pretty close to... Um, Noah, this is late night, Scum and Villainy. I need a little bit more than huh. Wow, that was pretty <laughs> fucking normal. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That that was kind of Is that my your grandpappy scum and villainy. <laughs> no, it ain't. No, it ain't. I, <laughs> no kids allowed. Earmuffs. <laughs> I I honestly was. Uh, I mean, not not to say that I was disappointed. Again, I, I'm making it sound like on this podcast I'm just the biggest Boba Fett hater. Um, yeah. It, it. This is my my one gripe because typically, and I was saying this as I was walking out of the theater earlier tonight after seeing. Uh, Marvel's Eternals. When I walk away from movies, I've always got like, I've got my little gripes, whatever, mm -hmm. but I've yeah. got one big gripe. Uh, and, and that's kind of how I 
process, you know, things that I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, my one big gripe for this, um, this looks exactly like the Mandalorian. Um, mm-hmm. I will say I'm glad that it doesn't look like, uh, what I'm familiar with in terms of Robert Rodriguez. Um, we talked about that a little bit, uh, quite a, a little bit ago once we, we were talking more about the book of Boba Fett, um, and my faith in Robert Rodriguez as a director. Uh, I do, I do see a lot of uh, growth there, but it looks like somebody that sat behind the person behind the camera on another sure. show, um, which is not the saddest thing, um, because a lot of people love the gritty style of the Mandalorian and kind of the very grounded directing. Um, it's not very, uh, it's not very fantastical or, um, super duper exciting. It's very, uh, straightforward and serious and that's fine. Um, I, I think in general, I just want to see something that's not more of the same. I guess we'll, we'll kind of get to that later down the road once we get closer to that December 29th date. But that was my big takeaway is just kind of, okay, this is more of another thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting to say the least that a show that is celebrating a character who is primarily known as an action figure for a lack of better words, right. not only in his, in his origin, but also as, as someone who a lot of people grew up with and he was the action, cool, badass guy. I think it's interesting to their first trailer for the show to debut something that isn't overly reliant on action. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple sequences here and there, but on the whole, it's mostly people talking and you kind of get an idea of the mood of the show. Uh, and what it's supposed to be. I agree it does feel like The Mandalorian two and a half a little bit, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we have we had heard up to this point, that it was going to go in this direction. Uh, it seems to be like a similar subgenre of Star Wars, to where it's leaning more on the Western uh, kind of cowboy, you know, desperado kind of vibe there, which Robert Rodriguez is a, is a perfect fit for. Um, I think my biggest reaction, though, to like sum it up in, into words was mildly intrigued uh we've talked about how i'm you know you and i are not the biggest boba fett fans Uh, i didn't grow up with that idolization of the character like a lot of original trilogy kids did um and now are you know adults and probably have kids of their own Mm -hmm. Uh, i didn't have that quite with this character and it's something that you know an appreciation or you know an an awareness mostly came from others and how many other people really love this character and how popular he has become um, and when the show was announced that it was happening, wasn't initially super excited. Um, and I don't quite know if this trailer really increased my excitement or I would say it more maybe contextualized my anticipation for the show. Yeah. It's Star Wars. Um, if they announce that they're, you know, making a, a gonk droid TV show, I'm going to be like, great. When is it when I'm going to watch it? You, absolutely, you say I'm that like be there. it's a joke. You know? You're like, oh, I mean, I guess I'll no, 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 no. No, I'll be there. I'll be buying the Funko Pops, the T-shirts, anything you can throw at me. I'll be buying it. There better be, there be uh, one. <laughs> one of those like one of those shifting image Slurpee cups that I can get uh, with with gonky gonky himself. Absolutely. Oh, it's gonky specifically? Yes, oh, yeah, please. I'm hoping please. that it's actually, gonky. <laughs> actually, I really want that, <laughs> now that you say that. Gonky specifically. Gonky, a Star Wars story. Gon- no, Gonky's like this- big adventure on his own. <laughs> 
Gonky's Day Out. Yeah, this is um this is a show that I'm not, you know, overly anticipating. Um, but if I if I am going to get to a point to where, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I've I've made my 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 thoughts on this character clear, how I feel about them, all of that is clear and out there. Now what? Like now I'm gonna put it upon myself to get excited for the show. Show me some footage. That's kind of the first step. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it increased my excitement, but at least gave me a little bit of plot, of mood, of tone, which in all in all is one of the biggest jobs of a trailer. Uh, and I would say getting you excited is also kind of um, another one of them. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, dive in here into the the breaking down of the trailer. Uh, the trailer opens with Bomar Monk in the deserts of Tatooine at Jabba's slash now Boba Fett's palace. Um, what did you think about the first shot of this trailer being Bomar Monk? Uh, this very odd background character, <laughs> someone it, yeah. that you just watch Return of the Jedi, and you're like, "What the what the yeah, hell is Glenn, that? No, it's it's like a gross. big spider with like a a glass jar under it." What did you think about the first shot of this trailer being that? I love the, um, and I know we'll talk about it later, but I I love the um, the kind of like, "Hey, we are sunk into this world. We are, you know, this is not just." desert planet this is sure this is a world that is that has very specific look to it a very specific vibe very specific characters that will you know visit and revisit and revisit again and um the, just paying attention to those kind of things it's one of the things that makes um content these days so exciting is being able to point out those you know oh my goodness that's that's with that one thing and you know oh they're bringing back this little <laughs> tiny thing and Oh, uh, you know, there's a there's a lizard monkey roasting on a on a on a spit over a fire. Wow, that's so I do cool. got to say if, there, if there's a perfect way to describe content nowadays, it's being able to look at it and go, oh, there's that one thing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, exactly. That's most things that come out nowadays. It's, oh, it's look, it's that one thing. <laughs> so I, I feel uh, I love like I really like the uh, I guess the attention to detail there is maybe just a good way to sum it up. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it's an interesting shot to open on, but I think if, if, if you think about it, it's not a terribly surprising one, not necessarily this character specifically, but you know, like anything you need an establishing shot to, you know, set up what is the, the setting or the location of what's happening here. And it makes perfect sense that it would be Jabba's palace, you mm-hmm. know, like that's where we left this character off. It's where a lot of the show is, you know, probably going to take place. And I think it's great to see a creature like this you know kind of just roaming the the you know the desert it's something so bizarre and alien that you look at it and you're just like oh that's star wars yeah but it, you know, it, and you, it also it doesn't leave many questions in terms of where did we leave off and and where are we now um it's yeah. kind of that that bridge you know yeah i love that this this little creature here like apparently wasn't invited on the sail barge <laughs> they still made no. it out alive no he's they, just like, hanging I out love, I, I love to think that they just like walked out of the the, the you know java's palace and were like oh guys like wait for me you left without <laughs> me <laughs> so like that's why he did and he also got locked outside so he's actually just been wandering around the oh, tattooing since return of the jedi for years <laughs> Um, but I also think it's it's interesting that, you know, for a lot of people, the sequel trilogy on the whole could have done a better job. It's not necessarily this is what I believe, but a lot of fans believe that uh, the sequel trilogy could have done a better job on including 
creatures and aliens that Star Wars fans were familiar with to give the show still a sense of context within everything or seeing creatures that are like, oh, that's, you know, that's a, a, a Rodian or, oh, that's, you know, uh, any, any other kind of creature that Star Wars fans are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Seeing those and recognizing those, like you said, oh, there's that thing, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> doing some of that. I think it's it's. You know, like the Mandalorian, you talked about the Quacky and Monkey Lizard and lots of original trilogy characters. It makes sense that someone like Favreau or in this show's case, you know, Robert Rodriguez, who grew up likely watching the VHS tapes of Return of the Jedi and Empire and all that kind of stuff you know, rewinding them and pausing them and going, Oh, what is that thing? Oh, what, Ooh, what is that weird spider? You know, pointing out those really niche characters that you can talk to somebody else in the playground and go, you know, what is that thing at Jabba's palace? I don't know. What is that called? And then you read some book and it's, Oh, it's Bomar monk. What a, what is, you know, and just having that idea of just dumping out the sand, uh, the, the toys into the sandbox and just kind of having a fun, fun time with everything. Uh, I think it's, I think it's funny, uh, yeah, that, I, you know, they start yeah. off with such an obscure weirdo. It's like, Oh, you know, you were a big fan of this, weren't you? When you were a kid, <laughs> I definitely feel that way about, um, not only, uh, return of the Jedi with, with Jabba's palace, you know, kind of just yeah. looking in the background at all the crazy kooky characters, but also specifically in, um, in a new hope when, uh, R2 and, and C3PO are on the, uh, the, 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 what's it called? The Jawa ship, the, the junk trader, the scrapper, yeah, the, yeah, the sand crawler, sand crawler. There it is. <laughs> Whoa, boy. I'm feeling oh, you it. Got it. Um, no, we went there. We, we got there initially. The sand, yes. <laughs> when, when R2 yeah. and 3PO are on the sand crawler and there's like some really, really creepy shit going on and it's like there's like oh my goodness what is that what is that back there it's something scary behind all those tubes and wires you know yeah 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 and as you know as someone who grew up on the prequel trilogy and there's lots of background weirdos i'm sure if i was to make my own star wars show it would just be filled with guys whatever the species is of the dude and you know uh, Attack of the Clones, where he's like, "What the?" Like seeing that guy, it would just be that guy. <laughs> just <laughs> all those establishing guys. shot. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then from there, uh, we we get uh, a bit of a voiceover here from Boba Fett, and he's talking about uh, the fact that he's not a bounty hunter anymore. No, he's not. He's claiming that he's not a bounty hunter, which I thought was an interesting statement to lead the trailer off in a show about Boba Fett, who is the best and the most well-known bounty hunter in Star Wars. And there's a reason a lot of fans love him. What was your reaction upon hearing that? And what does that tell you a little bit about where this character may go uh, throughout the the duration of this season? Well, that's kind of the thing that it's... At first, it was funny to me just hearing the first thing being Boba Fett saying, I'm not a bounty hunter. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it was funny to me at first, but, you know, that makes the most sense, you know, for mm-hmm. where we are, where um, not only is not only is Boba Fett not interested in that anymore, um, just as a profession, but also now what he, you know, wants to do moving forward uh, you know, the influence that he wants to have moving forward is totally separate from that, hopefully, um, or presumably, I suppose. Um, moving forward, it's it's no longer, you know, kind of that uh, that side of the underworld of, of Star Wars. And we've already gotten, you know, we've already gotten Bounty Hunter stuff. Mandalorian's great. Um, and I think that 
being able to move away from that and showing that Boba Fett is a smart guy. I mean, realistically, we know that uh, that his quote unquote clone specifications make him just as smart as his dad, just as capable mm-hmm. as uh, any other clone, if not more. Um, so there's a lot of interesting choices to make there. I think the doors are open in a lot of interesting ways to show that there's the bounty hunters gone and we are now in crime Lord territory. Yeah. The blast doors are wide open and we're going to see Boba Fett turning over a new leaf. Maybe he's going to pursue some new hobbies. Maybe he's going to, you know, start some pottery or reading poetry or something like that. What if? Who knows? (laughs) He could do anything. No, but reprogramming and the idea of kind of changing, uh, you know, uh, turning a new leaf in a sense uh, is a major theme throughout season one of The Mandalorian uh, with IG-11 and, and Din Djarin, you know, becoming be- becoming this this very new version of himself and this in this protector and someone who doesn't seek to destroy people, but is now tasked with protecting someone. You know, that's a really key yeah. theme in that show. And this this show seems to be maybe following in a parallel path uh, in a sense. And the reason I say that is because I think it's interesting the fact that throughout the Mandalorian, we see Din Djarin, you know, try to make his way throughout the galaxy uh, and do his job to his the best of his ability. Uh, and he kind of just keeps to himself. He's like, look, I don't want any trouble. Uh, I'll defend myself if I have to. Just I want to get my credits and get on out of here. You know, mm-hmm. I just want a nice suit. That's all I want, you know. I just want, some I just want my shiny, my shiny suit and make a few friends. Yeah, like Django Fett said, uh, he's just a, a simple, simple man, man making his way throughout the universe. Um, you know, uh, I and I think that this show is showing someone who is kind of the opposite side of that. You know, we're getting someone who is actively seeking quote-unquote conflict you know Mm -hmm. but even though boba fett talks about violence in this trailer which we'll get to he seems to be um just uh, approaching the situation in in a way that is you know him saying i've lived my whole life as this you know tool for others uh and now that the person who used to operate that tool is gone now i get to pull the strings so to speak and I get to kind of call the shots and he's been on the outskirts and he's been used and been a cog in this machine. That is the criminal underworld. And now it makes sense to me after spending a, a long bath in the Sarlacc pit. Now that he's out of that, he goes, okay, now I want to start to, you know, change the tide and change the the narrative here on Tatooine and, and who's in charge and, you know, how they use the influence that they have, you know, in this trailer, he says, why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? Um, so it's interesting that he's, he's, you know, he seems to be the kind of boss that's like, no, we'll talk this out and we'll figure it out and we'll iron it out. But if you get to the point where you cross me and you disagree with me and you try to kill me, I'm still Boba Fett, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that seems like something that, that kind of still has to be there for me is yeah. kind of that, you know, no, yeah, we can all... We can all benefit from this. I will kill you, but yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's interesting to see, you know, him, him, him you know, him this way because he's never like, you know, like struck me as a character who's just mindlessly killing people. He seems to be someone that's like, 
you know, you, like you know, to quote RoboCop, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. You know, like we, we can do this the, the the easy way or the hard way. Like you're coming with me one way or another. Do you want it to make this this big, complicated, long, drawn out thing, or do you want me to start disintegrating people? Like like Darth Vader says. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that we're 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 seeing him in this new light, and I'm curious to see a new side of him uh, that we really haven't seen before. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said for the. I guess his, as a character, his tone, um, for especially what we get for the rest of the trailer, there's so much more there that doesn't really contradict that. It's very interesting, um, as a character choice. Um, and weirdly, it's funny that, that, uh, Fennec Shand kind of poses the opposite of him there as his, as his right hand man, so to speak, you know? Sure. Elaborate on that. What exactly do you mean there? Well, there's, there's, um, I'm trying to think of the exact, I know it's later in the trailer, especially when, when, uh, she says, you know, oh, if Jabba, if any of you had talked to Jabba with such insolence, you know, and, and Boba Fett's like, well, you know, pump, pump the brakes, lady, hold on. (laughs) Uh, you know, that, that idea that, that I think, I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm a big fan of, Fennec Shand, and I think I think she looks great in this. Um, mm-hmm. That that she'll kind of be that. Maybe I mean I I don't know. It's it's interesting to say because, you know what we what we've seen recently, other than her and Bad Batch is you know kind of where she is, um, in the Mandalorian season two as you know an, an indebted servant of of Boba Fett. So. It's interesting that she seems, you know, kind of more on the, uh, maybe a little bit more, uh, casually violent side, um, or maybe the more quote unquote intimidating side. Um, I think that will be a very interesting relationship because that definitely speaks to Boba Fett's character. Um, what we get now. Yeah. I'm curious to see in regards to age, like how, you know, what's the age difference here mm-hmm. is, you know, between Fennec Shan and Boba Fett, because they've been around for like, not a terribly disproportionate amount of time, but I think it's interesting that Boba Fett is, would be considered more of the veteran bounty hunter. And he's maybe demonstrating to Fennec. It's like, you know, I've been around the block and I've seen what violence and cruelty and, and, and just taking advantage of people, you know, does as a crime Lord. But if you could get respect and you earn that, like that'll go a lot, you know, go a lot farther. And it's interesting. I want to, I'm curious to see Boba and Fennec Shand try to, you know, not claim this throne by, by violence, but really discussion and cooperation and doing so in a society that really doesn't want to cooperate. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the criminal underworld or the scum and villainy of it all uh, really doesn't want to, to, to have that sense of, kind of community in a weird way. You know, they don't want to cooperate as much. It's kind of every man for himself, so to speak, uh, and kind of just get what's yours uh, in that sense of greed that, you know, comes with a lot of the bad people that we see in Star Wars. I I will (laughs) say it's very interesting to think of um, this series kind of being, um, I mean, we know that, uh, let's just say, umbrella, Umbrella generalization that Boba Fett has claimed Jabba's throne. Um, and we see some contention in the trailer. Um, Mm -hmm. it's strange to me and I guess we'll just have to see how it plays out, but it's strange to me that, 
somebody like Boba Fett, who is probably, I would say, a pretty well-known name uh, in the galaxy, especially at that point, um, it's funny that people are like, oh, yeah, and who do you think you are? Totally. Where they they know damn well who he is. Absolutely. Uh, And he's like, I'm not. I'm not here to mess around, you know? Sure. It's sure. It, that's funny to me because yeah, we'll get a lot of um a lot of scum and villainy, I suppose, uh uh from these other crime lords, maybe if they are yeah. crime lords or gangsters, you know. Well, Star Star Wars Explained has a great breakdown on their channel where they discuss this trailer and they talk about how, you know, the comic book run that we ran that we were discussing briefly that I kind of fell off a little bit on with the War of the Bounty Hunters. Uh, apparently in that series, which, as I said, Star Wars Explained uh, talks about and they're, they're really a great breakdown on their channel. Uh, but they talk about how Vader and the Empire wiped out a majority of the members of the Hutt clan. Uh, who uh, seized control uh, over most of, if not all, of the planet of Tatooine. Uh, so it makes sense why after not only, you know, their kind of extermination, but also Jabba's, you know, assassination, it makes sense that there would be this power vacuum of mm-hmm. sorts where everybody who was kind of on the mid-tier kind of scum and villainy of it all would just fervently grabbed to the top right and in doing so you'd get a lot of people who are grabbing for the throne and leave it to boba fett to kind of step into the middle of all this and try to bring some order to all this to all this chaos mm-hmm. in the galaxy um i also wanted to bring up the fact that you know throughout this trailer we don't really see exactly who boba fett is talking to uh, but i kind of assumed it's this ithorian gangster crime lord character uh, we've seen the species before in the Masaisi Cantina, uh, but they're also featured in the Clone Wars as well as Doc Ondar and other places. Uh, we also see Boba Fett uh, talking to lots of other familiar creatures like Trandoshans, uh, Clatonians, uh, Aqualish. And uh, I noticed, and I didn't see a lot of other people notice, I tweeted it out actually at the Scum and Villainy Twitter, at uh, Scum Villain Pod, if you want to check it out. Nice plug. Uh, but- Thank you. Uh, but I noticed uh, Garindin, I think is how you pronounce the character's yeah. name. And it's that little spy dude on a new, in A New Hope. Do the you guy mean that's got, the, like, the big long the... snoot? That guy. That guy. That guy. Yeah, yeah. We all know. Um, I think he's in like the far right-hand corner of uh, that meeting that Boba is having there. Uh, and he's kind of this spy character, this espionage character here on Tatooine. And I think it's interesting that he might be at this meeting or he might be tasked by Boba to kind of get the, the get the scoop, get the you know get the dirt on everybody. Yeah, I, I think can that see that's, that. I, I think that that would be fantastic. That's an example of like, hey, look that thing, but you utilized really well and actually like you know important and integral to the to the to the story and to the plot and makes sense. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's very fun of kind of those fun things to point out. Again, we'll see a lot of that. You know, absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this idea of this this kind of power vacuum here? And to me, getting this kind of, you know, Godfather two, but in Star Wars, you know, well, you have the big boss is he's he's yeah. done, and then the next guy is you know who's next? Who's ta- who's going to take the throne? I'll say something, and uh, this is probably a larger discussion for maybe when we get you know when we actually get some some content on our hands. Sure. Um, and I feel like this is something that would be probably considered, uh, but not actualized. Um, thinking of where the galaxy is at right now, where is Kira? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, why? Mm-hmm. Like, 
we're jumping into this these two different stories um showing again the the dirtiness and the uh the filth of the underworld and the kind of the the scheming and the politics and the the craziness of it all and you have on one hand Kira's there for all of it um yeah. kind of working in the shadows not only uh you know with certain people but against other people that we are going to see feature pretty prominently in this show um and i think it seems a little bit odd that um i've not seen anybody talk about it i wonder if it's even a consideration at this point with you know with something live action where it's like okay well we need to focus on what is actually you know more easy to digest um with something like this for you know, yeah. reeling in the subscribers that care only about Boba Fett and they, you know, have never touched a comic book in their lives. Yeah, I think uh, the the comic book series I was talking about is obviously dealing with that character. It's just kind of at a different time period. Mm-hmm. So the, where that comic is happening concurrently uh, is, is you know, uh, post-Empire, in between Empire and Return of the Jedi here. So there is a bit of a bit of a break there yeah. um, and we haven't seen the conclusion of that as well as this future spinoff comic that Charles soul is wanting to have where Kira is also continuing in, uh, into that. So who knows that might lead into something else, but the simple kind of answer is just, we don't know, you know, yeah. like that, that, yeah. that might lead to something. You might get that character popping up in this and, you know, fans might go, wait a minute, who is that? And they go, Oh, do you remember solo, a star Wars story? And they go, no, I didn't see it. And they go, <laughs> oh, yeah. You and the rest of the world, but you can go on Disney plus and you can watch that. And then there's this comic series where you can, Oh, and then they fell asleep. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but we don't really know exactly what, uh, you know, what that character is uh, up to at this point, but, you know, I'm excited to get details on that character because I'm like you. I'm kind of just constantly, you know, wondering what's going to happen with, with yeah. Kira. I'll, you know, I'll probably get the trade paperback of the Bounty Hunters series when that's when that's all done because I want to kind of read it in its, in its entirety when everything is all uh, wrapped together. I'm sure there's going to be a nice collection there of all the different runs happening at the same time. Uh, that would be great. But yeah, I'm, I'd love to see uh, maybe some other familiar faces and some other, you know, familiar uh, crime lords pop up in the show, but that kind of leads me to my next question. Um, in this trailer, we get uh, uh, a glimpse of this very unique-looking uh, area of uh, Tatooine. It's this this civilization, like in this big, you know, pit in this big chasm mm-hmm. uh, here, and what seems to be a desert planet. Do you think this is Tatooine, or do you think that this is a, a kind of another uh, similar-looking planet? Well, and this is something I was thinking of, kind of talking about how a lot of the trailer looks kind of the same as the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like we spend a lot of time on Tatooine, and Tatooine is a big place. I mean, we've seen, you know, small parts of it uh, in in different forms of media. Um, but I feel like this is all very self-contained. This isn't, uh, something that strikes me as a kind of intergalactic adventure, you know? Sure. Um, this is something that could maybe, you know, span a system or a group of systems maybe, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of be enclosed there because all of these events are kind of drawing towards, uh, again, the power vacuum that, you know, Jabba has left in his absence. So right. it feels to me like staying on Tatooine, um, or at least in that system and kind of moving around 
different areas that we've not explored yet seems the most likely. So we've kind of got a lot of different shots of mostly desert. Um, so yeah. I could see that at least just Tatooine being featured pretty prominently. Yeah, I would honestly be surprised, you know, even though it's kind of a key trait of Star Wars that it's this real planet hopping kind of story where you get to visit a lot of these bizarre planets. I would be surprised if they actually do visit a lot of planets in this show because, you know, it would be weird to like watch Goodfellas and then all of a sudden, you know, they're like in Cancun or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, the crime is happening in Brooklyn and this the like specific location. The families all stay where they're at. Yeah, it seems like it seems like this show, which is about this power vacuum that is formed on Tatooine to take place on Tatooine. And that's, in that, I will say that's always confused me. It's like, oh, two really big gangs are having a big rivalry and a lot of people are dying. Why don't one of them just move? I don't <laughs> never made sense to me. They're like, no, this just is go to Delaware. No, the this is our turf. There. They're like, no, it's our <laughs> turf. And they're like, hey. Guys, there's turf over there in Rhode Island, <laughs> and they're like, "No, fuck Rhode Island. We I like it here." Hard, man, the the, uh, the crime in uh, Rhode Island—it's pretty serious. Hey, you got the Rhode Island gang over there. I wouldn't mess with if them. If you set up tough. shop in Rhode Island as a gangster, I mean, straight up monopoly. <laughs> what are you doing, right? It's the same thing here. It's like, guys, get off of Tatooine. There's so many planets. Yeah, go to like Asian Kloss or something like that and just yeah. live among the trees. <laughs> no, but I do think that this show is going to show a lot of the corners of Tatooine that we haven't really seen often because, you know, we get a lot, we get a pretty in-depth look at Mos Eisley and we had the Mandalorian where we saw, I don't remember the village name, but, uh, you know, we got to see where Cobb Vanth is kicking it with his little, mm-hmm. with his little pals over there. You know, we get the you know, Lars Homestead and, you know, the deserts and, the, you know, like kind of the non-civilization part but as far as Tatooine, we mostly get stick to Mos Eisley Spaceport. And I would love to be able to explore other corners and everything and to see these other civilizations here. And I love the design of this one. It's like, you know, this stuck in this big crater. Uh, it's just it's very Star Wars. Yeah, and it's something it, that you look at. You could see a still image and be like, oh, that's Star Wars. It's like you know? midway between um, it's midway between like Coruscant and uh, Jetta. Jetta. Boom. Yep. That was Got the one. It. You, yes, yeah, yes. you read my mind. I was like, no, I got, I know what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting because yeah. it does have that kind of underworld feel, um, mm-hmm. especially what we've seen of Coruscant in um, season seven of the Clone Wars. That same kind of industrial right. and very crowded, uh, compact little place. So that'll be very sure. fun. Are you excited to uh, explore other corners of Tatooine or would you rather uh, go see some other planets and see what the rest of the galaxy has to offer? I think that there's I think that there's probably merit to um, at least hopping around a little bit. Um, I would love you know what I would love to see the most. Uh, I would love to see some pikes. I think that'd be very fun. We've gotten a lot of pike stuff recently, I know, uh, but I think that it would be very cool to see some pikes in live action and visiting yeah. uh, their home world and you know taking a little tour around the uh, the spice the spice manufacturers uh, sure you know that that kind of stuff I think that'd be very fun I could see that sort of thing happening because we've got big names you know uh, that that we yeah. will most likely uh, either hear or we will directly see so um, 
I, I could see that happening just a little bit, um, but it would shock me if there was too much of... Uh, and on this week's episode of The Book of Boba Fett, they take a trip yeah. to Navarro and, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. And I think like we talked about, you know, when you have this happen, this power vacuum happen, you're going to get the mid-level guys who are first responding, who are on Tatooine, like boots on the ground guys, like the cronies who mm-hmm. are like, oh, the boss is dead. Let's go ahead and take over. And Boba Fett's going to step in and squash that pretty easily. I could see that being the first few episodes of the show, but I would love, I was right there with you. I actually was writing down like my little notepad, mm-hmm. my notes, and I was writing uh, Pike syndicate. <laughs> um, but like, as you said, that's, so that's funny, but I would love to see like later in the show or maybe a potential season two or something like that. See Boba Fett now that he is more established as, you know, the King of Tatooine, so to speak, go to those other, those other, you know, crime syndicates, uh, throughout the galaxy, like the, like black sun or the Pike syndicate or mm-hmm. something else, maybe Kira, you know, where, whatever she's up to at this point, at this point with Crimson Dawn. And, you know, talk with all those people and say, like, you know, now I'm, I'm a legitimate force to be reckoned with. I'm not just this guy who said, like, ooh, me, me, me. Like, I, I want to control things. It's like, yeah, everybody does. But the fact that he's actually maintained control, I would love to see those uh, those other famous, you know, uh, 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 players kind of uh, come into the fold here. I think that that would be fantastic. I totally agree. Yeah, it's one of those things that um, – and I was thinking of this kind of just as the – I feel like you're probably right. That's where the show um, will probably make its way to going is uh, having these these contentions. Um, where is where do we get to the point where uh, or how do we get to the point where Boba Fett is one of those like, oh, you hear his name and you immediately shut up or you see him and you look the other way uh, sure. type, you know, forces uh, when what we see so far is kind of him building his reputation as respectable and, um, and I guess more, uh, willing to cooperate, you know, um, that's something that I feel like I don't want to get too tired of it too quickly where it's, boy, all these other little gangsters sure are mean and they want to take my, my special chair. Uh, sure. Let me just be, you know, let me just lay down the ground rules really, really sternly. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how do we move away from that? You know? Yeah. I think it's going to be showing Fett as a leader of respect and not necessarily fear. Yeah. So I think when, you know, people try to, you know, uh, go across Fett in a way or, or betray him in a way, it doesn't come at necessarily out of a space of like, no, dude, that guy's got to kill us. Uh, yeah. But more of a space of like, no, he is, he's, he, he's treated us with fairness and he's given us so much and we flourished and look how much money we've made. But also if we try to cross him, it's still Boba Fett. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he, you know, he's, he's, he's still post Sarlacc. So maybe he's got a little bit of a weaker knee. He's got a little bit more of a, <laughs> a, of a belly this a time, which I, I, which I love to see. He's a little more portly than we're used to seeing Boba Fett. Um, which is which is great. Well, he does look better um, overall. I will say. I think he was swimming in some Bacta a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he seems he seems to be uh, his a little more color in his skin there. A little more um, eyebrows yeah. on his eyebrows. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that Fed is going to be someone who is ruling over this area, uh, not necessarily with an iron fist, but someone that it's like, hey, if if you go with me on this, and we're able to have this 
this semiotic circle, so to speak, um, you're, you're, this is going to be beneficial for the two of us. And it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, good for, for, for money, for business, for just general welfare of Tatooine and all of that. Um, and we get the, the closing of this trailer with that great, you know, bad guy line of him saying, you know, please speak freely, which to me is like kind of the, the line of the, of the trailer, you know, where he's like, you yeah. can say and, and have your input here, but just so you know, like if you try to get like a little wild here, like it's not going to end well just for you. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Just waste him. Absolutely, he's got I, that. I, he's got that gaffy stick early on that you yeah. see like swinging. He's like, yeah, he's gonna put. He's gonna put that to work, man. I will say <laughs> that that line, the "Please speak freely," it sounds very like pirate ship captain to me. Where you sure. you know you certainly wouldn't you wouldn't try to cross the captain. You wouldn't you like definitely wouldn't stage a mutiny because yeah. you'd be done. You'd be you know thrown right overboard. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, but you want to work together because you're all reaching towards a similar goal. I think that's probably where the show will probably find its stride is is kind of taking care of those, again, those mid-tier guys um, who are there because they're hungry and they're mean and they're lean and they're, you know, just itching for it. And having yeah. the more respectable business relationship that an that an organized underworld probably should have with some bigger names like Black Sun or the Pike Syndicate. You know, I think that's kind of where I would hope that this show says like, okay, this is the strong stuff is that business relationship. Yeah. And in this trailer, we also get kind of a glimpse of, you know, uh, some Tusken Raiders and a sandstorm. And, you know, we don't really get to see much of them. Uh, could just be establishing the setting of this show, but I think it's maybe going to point towards a flashback, seeing how Fett survived the, the Sarlacc, pick, uh, Sarlacc pit and everything. Again, we don't get very much but it's enough to theorize on. But I wanted to ask you mm -hmm. um, if, if we are to get a future trailer for this show, keeping this was just a teaser, right. but if we are to get more of a full length trailer for this show, um, what is something that you would want to see a little bit more of that might increase your in, uh, excitement for the show? Or do you think you're at kind of like peak plateau excitement that you don't really think, see yourself getting more excited or, you know, what, what are you feeling? I think there's one thing that, you know, the more I think about the show, there's something that I want confirmation on and it's either way I will be, I will most likely be pleased either way. Um, but I would love to know what the, I guess what the main conflict is that we will see of this season. Um, because I have like this sneaking suspicion that um, it's entirely possible that the New Republic will kind of try to get their their little thingies into the dealings of Boba Fett and what he's mm -hmm. trying to establish as, you know, kind of a crime empire. I could see that happening. I would just like confirmation of whether or not that kind of thing might happen. If, if we say, no, this is totally underground and... We're not even going to think about the New Republic. Great, fine. If Or if we say, uh-oh, Boba Fett's trying to do this thing and all these you know, gangsters are, are after him, and not only that, but the New Republic is up his ass as well, then it's like, okay, sure. that I, would, you know, I would appreciate that kind of, you know, where do we stand in terms of how this show presents conflict? Because we all know 
that Robert Rodriguez wants to direct something where Boba Fett can smash his gaffing stick into somebody's skull uh, and make it look very fun. And we know that there's going to be some some very uh, interesting action here. So I want more than just the uh, the duel of the week type deal. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I think in regards to like the primary antagonist of the show, you know, Boba Fett's like, we're not going to just be able to see him go God mode on some Aqualish, like the whole <laughs> show, you know, where right. he's just like crushing skulls, you know, it's going to, even though it's, it's, it's going to be cool to see it's, I think it would get a little old after a while. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's once he does get hold of kind of the, the vicinity of Tatooine where he's got this locked down, then I think you're going to get those more outside forces with, with, you know, black sun or the Pike syndicate. I personally don't really see the new Republic stepping in. Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of almost a little bit of the appeal of the show to where you've got the new Republic who's establishing the new Republic. They right. kind They're of busy. got their hands full. <laughs> and I love that, like how it's always been, you know, like Anakin talks about in the Phantom Menace. He's like, it's not really like the core world out here. We're kind of on our own here, out here. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that there's still slavery happening on Tatooine. Um, I, I love the idea that the new Republic is so focused on the bureaucracy of trying to set up the new Republic. If you read bloodline, they talk about how there's a lot of conflict happening uh, among, you know, politicians and all of that i would love to the fact that they're all preoccupied with that and then all the bad guys and all the scum and all the dark kind of shady people of of the galaxy are just absolutely you know falling over themselves to get control of tatooine um so i think the yeah. big bad of this show is going to be someone like black sun or going to be the pike syndicate who actually legitimately poses a big threat to boba fett and not just like some guy who's got you know this small little corner of tatooine that thinks he he stands a chance so i think boba fett's gonna he's gonna move through those guys pretty quickly uh but i would again i would like a like like you said, I would like to get more context. Who are the other players here? What's the main conflict? Not just Boba Fett's mission statement or I, that I want to rule with with integrity and respect. Uh, but what is he going up against? I would love to see that in a new trailer. And also, for good measure, throw some pew pew pews in there. Yeah, uh, And seeing sure. him smashing that gaffy stick across someone's skull. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd not just the too. camera <laughs> the camera upshot of him really just reaching for it. Man, that screenshot that has been, that has been going around Twitter is so yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. And it makes me think about it now that you say that. He's really got his helmet off for a lot of this. He I'm does. wondering if he's if he's more of like, no, this is my face. Like this is I'm not just a man behind a mask anymore. I'm not just this, you know, uh, kind of faceless warrior. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you you will know my face. Well, like, I almost I, I almost begin to wonder if that's if that's uh, more of a story choice or more of a Tamara you know, Morrison we've got Tamara choice. Morrison back. Like we, we should, you know, show his face. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can understand that too. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, any closing thoughts here on the book of Boba Fett trailer? I will say, uh, talking about it, uh, there's, there's a lot to chew on now. And, mm -hmm. um, at least in speculation, I've got, I've got my hopes somewhat up. I'm like, Hey, look at that. my hopes are at a half chub right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a partial. Uh, I think we're, we're we're getting to the point where I can start to be excited about things as long as, again, you know, the context. I want the context, you know. Yeah, uh, well, hopefully we can get to the point where you are fully erect, uh, full, at, you know, not at half mass here. Uh, but on that, Noah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what, note, yeah Noah, what, what's up? <laughs> why don't you wrap it up and take us home, all right? Thank you, full guys. Full on your neck of the woods. Yeah, so much. <laughs> 
for tuning in to this very special late night edition of Scum and Villainy. We hope you learned something today. If there's any topics or bits of news you think we should cover, you can head over to our Twitter and shoot us a message at ScumVillainPod. But for now, again, this has been Scum and Villainy with Noah DeGeorge. And Garrett McDowell. And may the force be with you. We'll see you next time. See you guys. See you guys.